0: good evening this is talking sports with Evan I want to thank you all for tuning in either watching live watching at a different time or listening to the podcast which will be available shortly after I get off the show here tonight thank you so much for everybody who has spent the time watching my shows I greatly appreciate it and uh let's talk about NBA free agency as uh kicked in high gear uh, Lots of moves happening right now, including Chris Middleton returning to Green uh, to Milwaukee on a new contract, new three-year deal. Middleton will be back. We are still waiting to see what happens with Brooke Lopez as of right now. Not sure what's going to happen. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why uh, Chris Middleton returning to Milwaukee is a good thing, even if you are... And hoping Middleton was going to leave. It is a good thing that Middleton is back. Just throwing that out there as well. MLB, we're getting closer to the All-Star break. The All-Star starters have been announced. Going to talk about my thoughts on the All-Star starting lineup. And apologize if the audio is a little different. Just moved to a new place. Still learning um, the acoustics a little bit at my new place today's my second night spending here I moved uh and moving is not a lot of fun um I'm sure most people that have moved will say that it's not a lot of fun to move and still like I said I'm still learning my new place give me time uh bear with me as I as I move forward with my new place here and learning the acoustics and everything here so And MLB, pretenders or contenders, as we move towards the all-star break and the trade deadline as well. Um, The season's flying by right now. It's the last day of June, and the true contenders should start uh, making shape as we speak here in the baseball season. I'm going to give my thoughts on who is a pretender and who is a contender in Major League Baseball. But with that said, going to start off with Chris Middleton returning to Milwaukee, which is a good move, and it's a move that had to happen. I, I know Middleton is very. um Some people are, are extremely against him coming back, and some people are extremely for him coming back. And to me, bringing Middleton back is the correct choice, and it was the. It made it was it made the most sense because if middleton were to leave it's not like you could take that chris middleton money and give it to other people that middleton that money was slotted for middleton the nba salary cap is confusing it's weird it's different and it's stupid how the nba kind of does their salary cap it's not like you know in football if a player leaves in free agency that money comes off your books if you release a player that money comes off your books and the nba that, con- that money that Middleton got, the Bucks that was slotted to him. If he leaves, the Bucks can't just take that money and give it to somebody else. And it could be easier and simpler, but the NBA, that's how they do things. And teams are having to learn to negotiate and navigate and figure out the the new collective bargaining agreement that was voted on by the players and the owners not that long ago and ratified. So that's what the the owners and players are now working to um, figure out. And uh, there's a lot of stupid money being thrown around already. Fred Van VanVleet gets a re, a huge contract with the Houston Rockets. Um, I think near forty mil a year with what he got. Um, that's probably the the biggest contract put out there right now. Want to make sure my information is accurate. Um, Draymond Green, a four-year, hundred million dollar contract with a playoff option to return to Golden State. We'll see what he has left in the tank. Um, Damian Lee going to the Phoenix Suns. <clears throat> Bryce Brown leaving the NBA champion Denver Nuggets to go to Indiana on a two-year. million contract. Probably more money than he probably deserves. But hey, why not get the money? Um, Kyrie Irving, three-year, $126 million contract to return to Dallas. There's speculation that he might seek a sign and trade. Uh, He did talk with the Suns, apparently. The Suns obviously don't have the resources or money left to bring Kyrie in. But they, they they did check it out. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm a little tired still from between work and moving. Still a little bit tired. Had to move a few more things over here. There we go. Three-year, $130 million contract that Van Vliet signed with Houston. Houston is trying to compete right now. They're trying to build a contender to compete now with their new coach, who was uh, Boston's coach when they lost the NBA Finals to Golden State he's trying to hit the ground running and build a uh, championship contender in the Western Conference to try to bring Houston back into the playoffs. But we'll see. Um, There's still lots of moves to be made, lots of moves to have. James Harden is on the trading block. Once again, it seems like every other season, James Harden is on that trading block. I don't know if it's that Harden doesn't play well with others, or maybe it's because, you know, Harden just isn't a great locker room guy, or he. Makes a lot of money, so I guess we'll see where Harden ends up. Um, I've heard rumblings that the Clippers might be trying to make a move for Harden, and now the Bucks, as Bucks fans, we wait to see what happens with Brook Lopez. Does Brook Lopez return to Milwaukee or does he end up leaving? And going someplace else. And what was Brooke Lopez even gonna look like in Adrian Griffin's offense? Lopez was a perfect fit for Bud uh Coach Bud and Coach uh Bootenhoser's uh offense that he ran. And what's it gonna look like now with Adrian Adrian Griffin if he comes back? Perfect spot for him to try to look towards and try to go to it would be the, the Lakers as Dar- Darvin Ham is there and he knows Lopez, knows what Lopez can give you. That would be a good spot for Lopez to go. But we don't know and Derrick Rose going to the Grizzlies. So Marcus Smart and now Derrick Rose to the Grizzlies as they try to bridge that gap for the first 20 some odd games of the year without um, John Morant. They're going to try to do it with a backcourt that's uh, consisting, including Marcus Smart and Derek Rhodes. But what are your thoughts, those watching live, uh, what are your thoughts on NBA free agency right now? And of those not watching live, you can tweet at me at Evan with sports or talking sports with Evan on Twitter. You can, uh, I mean, on uh, on, uh, Facebook, you can tweet at me, you can Facebook me, you can email me. Talking sports with Evan at gmail.com. What are your thoughts on NBA free agency right now? And I am glad that we do get to see another couple years of holiday unless holiday gets moved holiday, Middleton and Giannis running, being the main big three of the Bucks. question is what the, what is that team going to look like around them? They are going to be at least two players down from uh, the 2022-2023 season. Javon Carter signed a deal with the Chicago Bulls. Good for him. Wish him well. Maybe he gets more starting start, starters minutes in Chicago. And Joe Ingo signed a two-year, $22 million contract with the Orlando Magic and a lot more money than the bucks could have given him good good luck to ingos um so yeah good luck to joe ingos in orlando and see what joe ingos does there um in tough news the espn lots of layoffs today people that have been with the company for a long time And it's very sad anytime you see people lose their job, especially, you know, some of the people that lost their job today, like Susie Colbert, Keyshawn Johnson, apparently, uh, Max Kellerman, or that name floated around. um, uh, Jalen Rose, we heard about earlier today. uh, Van Gundy. It's you know the, these are very talented people that ESPN's letting go, um, and and Rob Ninovich, I've seen that name thrown around as being let go. So just kind of want to comment that it's sad to see that t- those talents go, and I do wish them well um, wherever they do land. Somebody's going to get a ton of talented individuals either be at Fox or NBC in the very near future. Moving on to Major League Baseball, the NBA, the MLB All-Star Game starters have been named. Um, One one player in particular I'm very excited to see at shortstop, starting in the shortstop in the National League, from the Atlanta Braves, Orlando Arcia. And that's the same Orlando Arcia that used to play for the Milwaukee Brewers and I was always a big Orlando RCA guy when he was in Milwaukee. And I, I get why people were frustrated with him. I understand he couldn't get it, put it all together, especially with the bats. But now this season is a breaking out breakout party for him as he has six home runs and 26 RBI so far this year, a 303 batting average, a 1.9 war. Um, on base percentage of three fifty eight, slugging four thirty six, uh, and a one thirteen OPS plus, and that six home runs that he has, he's well on pace to to break his record, uh, uh, his, uh his personal record of a, a high of fifteen. He had fifteen in twenty nineteen and fifteen in twenty seventeen with the Brewers. And I'm happy to see Rcia having some success in Atlanta. Um, couldn't seem to get it together with the bat. When the when the Brewers did end up moving him, he was batting uh, less than 100. Um, 2020, sorry, 2020 to so 2019, he batted 223. And he, like I said, he just didn't seem to be able to put it all together. But his uh, strikeout numbers—he's striking out just under twenty percent of the time. Um, walk numbers could be higher, but good for Orlando Arcia to keep on working, getting pushed around to and from the major leagues. Um, very tough to you know to watch that happen with him, and but good for uh, good for him. And uh, as I'm here, the Brewers. Uh, Brewers lose the game and Matt Bush gets the ninth inning and blows uh, doesn't he gives up the lead and the Pirates win eight to seven as like I said Matt Bush gets that loss and Devin Williams not available tonight clearly as he pitched four in his last five days would have been nice to get that win in Pittsburgh after leading most of the game in fact being up seven to three you end up losing eight to seven so. You know, Council's doing the best he can with what he's got. And Matt Bush should not be used in high situations. But the way the bullpen's been used recently, he didn't really have a choice. So I'm sure there's a lot of fire council people right now because of that. But at the end of the day, he didn't really have a choice. You had to go with... Um, Bush in that situation because you didn't really have anybody else that you could go there unless you bring Starle- Starlecki back up but you can't unless you have another injury but routing out the National League back to the All-Star game you have Sean Murphy at catcher, Freddie Freeman at first base, Luis Arreras Arar- at second, Nolan Ar- Aronado at third, I mentioned RC at short, Ronald Arcuna Jr. at one outfield spot, Corbin Carrero, Mookie Betts, the other two and JD Martinez as the designated hitter. In the American lead, Johan Halim, he, uh, Yandy Diaz, Marcus Simeon, Josh Jung, Young, Corey Seeger, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Randy Arizorana, and Shote Otana wraps up the starters for the American League. Orlando Arcia getting sixty nine percent of the sh- uh, votes, or shortstop for the All Star Game, and now, like I mentioned, talk about um, talk about pretenders or contender at this point of the twenty twenty three Major League Baseball season, starting in the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays fifty six and twenty eight. A 667 winning percentage, best record in baseball, 34 and 10 at home. They are contenders. They are a team that can definitely win the American League this year, especially with how the American League is looking. Um, I'll get more into that momentarily, but they can definitely win the American League. The Baltimore Orioles sit at 48 and 31, 608 winning percentage, five and a half games out of first place. I'm going to call them contenders as well, especially if they make a couple moves uh, moving towards the trade deadline. I definitely think the Baltimore Orioles can, in fact, be a contender this season. The Yankees, 45 and 36, nine and a half games out of first. To me, this season, they are pretenders. They seem to be having a lot of injury issues. When Aaron Judge was out of the lineup, they could not do much at all and the Blue Jays at 45 and 38 are also pretenders to me the American League East could have four teams potentially in the playoffs Uh, the division winner and all the wild card teams the AL Central the Twins at 40 and 42 leading that division they are pretenders the Guardians as well are pretenders and the American League Central I I know a lot of people have been giving the National League Central a lot of Grief for quote unquote how bad that division is. But look at the American League Central. Every team in that division is under 500. The Royals have one of the worst records in baseball at 23 and 58. The division leaders are 40 and 42. And Kansas City is 16 and a half games out of first place. The White Sox hit just four and a half games out of first place. And they have been awful this season. They have just been awful. Um, so that division is bad from top to bottom. And the Twins and the Guardians are definitely pretenders. Out West, I'm not 100% sold on the Texas Rangers Um, at 49 and 32. The Astros, I believe, are contenders, even though they're five games behind the Rangers. The Rangers, I just don't know a lot about them. Um, They're having an outstanding season, but maybe they're like, was it last year the year before? Minnesota Twins, where they come out of nowhere and then they quickly bow out in the playoffs. I think that could be this year's Texas Rangers. They did get a Chapman, apparently, today in a trade with Kansas City. We'll see what the Rangers look like, um, assuming they do make the playoffs. The the Angels are pretenders, but you gotta love what Otani uh, Otani's doing. But to me, the Angels are pretenders in Seattle. Ten games out of first, few games under five hundred. Not really going to call them either right now because they're not really even sniffing the contender category right now. In the National League East, the Atlanta Braves at 53 and 27, they are just behind the Rays with the best record in baseball. They are truly contenders, nine and one over their last ten. They win both at home and away from home, 27 and 15 at home, 26 and 12 on the road. They can win anywhere. They have a great team. They are contenders to me. I think they're a team in the National League that will likely win it all, to be perfectly honest. I think they win the pennant in the National League. The Miami Marlins at 48-34, and 34, they're contenders. I mean, they're pretenders to me. I don't consider that team contenders at all. They're just having a very good start to their season while the Mets, they're take, basically they're taking advantage of the Mets sucking so bad. The Phillies are also pretenders at this point as well at 43 and 38. The National League Central, the Reds with a game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers. The Reds at 44 and 38. To me, they are pretenders. They have had a great stretch of baseball. Winners of seven of their last ten games and playing some pretty solid baseball. But I'm just not sold on the... I'm just not sold. Um, just not sold on them at this point. The Brewers are pretenders as well. The Reds and the Brewers, to me, if they want to be truly contenders, need to add a couple pieces at the deadline to try to push them over the top. The Pirates are and Cubs both sit in the pretender category. And out west, the Diamondbacks, forty-eight and thirty-four, five and five of their last in their last ten. Um. They're pretenders to me. I think the Dodgers are the best team in that division right now. Uh, they are two games behind the Diamondbacks at this point. But I think the Dodgers are the better team. And the Dodgers are contenders in that division. The Diamondbacks, I, I think that they, they remind me a lot of the 2007 Brewers, where the Brewers were in first place most of the year. And eventually the Cubs caught them. I see that happening with the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers eventually catch them and pass them by. And the Giants are pretenders. And the Padres, 11 games out of first, boy, are they not playing very good baseball. So what are your thoughts, pretenders, contenders of this year's baseball season? Who do you think is the favorites to win the pennant right now? I say the Braves are the favorites to win it all. Um, What are your thoughts there? This has been Talking Sports with Evan. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will get back at you next week. And until then, hope you have a great and safe weekend. I'll talk to you all later.